The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. The NFL kicks off this week and get ready for the season with 32 NFL team previews from the Sports Gambling Podcast. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash NFL previews today. We're also brought to you by the Free Roll Football Contest. It's back and it's better than ever. $5,000 up for grabs in, a, in our NFL contest and $1,500 in our brand new college football contest. Sign up exclusively in our Discord. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Welcome, everyone, to the MLB Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Friday, September 9th, currently, oh, right on the dot at 5 o'clock on the East Coast, but more importantly, 1 o'clock on the West Coast. We'll get to that here in a second. Um, and joining me, I'm going to start with this gentleman first because this is his first episode in America on the West Coast. A lot of great stories I've already heard, but it's my co-host from Newcastle, but currently in Las Vegas, America's playground, Malcolm Bamford. Malcolm, how you feeling, my man? I'm all right, thank you, Moonaf. Yeah, this is the first time I don't have to say I'm coming to you from the northeast coast of England because I'm not coming to you from wherever the hell I am in America. Don't know. I feel like I've seen most of America in the 36 hours I've been here. I saw a lot of it on Wednesday. I think probably a lot of you are familiar with the ridiculous story of how I got here. Um, but yeah, I'm here uh, having a lot of fun. Um, Matt Stafford's interceptions have paid for my breakfast and a couple of bets already today. Um, so yeah, things are going okay. Um, and I'm going to try and ramp things up. I'm going to go through the gears now. T- um, tonight and Saturday, I'm going to go through the gears and um, yeah, get amongst it a little bit more. But yeah, it's been really good fun. And the boys are looking after me, uh, Sean and Ryan. And I've met a load of um, funny faces uh, nice people, Terrell and Cousin Mush. Uh, and there's going to be a few more coming out tonight. So, yeah, it's a good time, Moonaf. Yeah, there we go. And also joining us from the Great Lakes area, you guys know him. He's been with me all week. It's Noah Beanick. Noah, how you doing, buddy? How we doing, guys? Malcolm, honestly, that story is hilarious. I can't wait to hear it from you on the pod and for our fans to be able to hear it on the pod as well. So, um, Malcolm, you you yes. tweeted out on the other day, you were like, if I told you, you wouldn't be able to believe it. And somehow, I was able to guess it. Not you guessed. <laughs> well, well yeah, you, you, you pretty much, you pretty much hit the nail on the head. So, yeah, I mean, if you haven't somehow. already heard the story uh, from Malcolm. I was just trying to pin like the most nightmaric <laughs> situation, just to be funny. And then you were like, were you talking to Muno? So, I don't know. Go ahead and tell the story of what happened <laughs> well i know i was on the i was on the mothership with ryan and sean so a lot of people have probably heard the story long the short version is that i missed all of my flights pretty much um not my own fault um and ended up i was either having to fly from la back to salt lake city which seemed madness um and ryan talked me out of that or stay over in la and get the next flight out in the morning Um, because there was nothing else coming to Vegas. And then I overheard three young Danish boys um, talking about, they were in the same boat as me, they'd missed their flights as well. So they were going to rent a car and just drive to Vegas. 
So I tapped one on the shoulder. I said, excuse me, are you driving to Vegas? He said, yes. So I said, can I get in? He said, yeah, of course you can. So, yeah, two hours later, me and three Danish strangers were barreling through the desert, uh, driving from Las Vegas to... Uh, driving from LA to Las Vegas. So they dropped me off right in the valet parking at my hotel. I mean, the greatest, greatest guys in the world. They didn't even go to their own hotel. They come and brought me to the door. Um, so, yeah, that was a proper adventure. I don't know if it was the wisest decision I've ever made, but um, I've got a good story out of it, so here I am. Yeah, you always have to have a great story the first time you're out in Vegas, so Malcolm definitely has one, and he still has, I don't know, four or five days still in the desert, so I'm sure we'll get plenty more uh, when he's back uh, at home and, and back in the comfort of his couch and, and back uh, in Newcastle, but... Um, yeah, uh, Turbo episode, you guys know how we do it on these Friday episodes for the Saturday games. Uh, we're also going to talk briefly about uh, some of the uh, interesting playoff pictures that are happening right now, uh, more so in the American League. And um, uh, I think we have one in the National League, I believe. But yeah, uh, we'll discuss those, and then we'll also obviously get into our lock, dog, and total for the Saturday game. So uh, you guys want to kick it off with our picks, or you want to talk about the playoffs first? Noah, what do you think? I'm good for either or, Malcolm. Uh, you're out in Vegas. What are you more prepared for, I say? Well, I've got my picks written down, so if we can go through the picks first, and then when we get to the the other stuff, I can uh, I can chip in whenever I feel, All right. feel All right. like I need I'm to. good with that. All right. So before we get into our picks, let me tell you guys about our presenting sponsor, WinBet. Thinking of joining WinBet? Now is a perfect time. New customers who bet $100 get a $100 free bet. Perfect for the kick for kicking off the NFL season. Plus, the WinBet Casino is always open 24 hours a day where you can get a 100% deposit bonus of up to $1,000. Win also has your first quarterback to throw five touchdown prop bets. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. So they know that we sent you that sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offers up to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 years or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Roster brought to you by the Free Roll Football Contest. There's still time to hop into the Free Roll Football Contest happening on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. College football contest has $1,500 up for grabs, and the NFL contest has $5,000 in a two-night stay at Win Las Vegas up for grabs. Sign up, sign up exclusively in our Discord. So go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. We're also brought to you by Live Sports Bureau. Football fans, the NFL regular season is finally here. And as week one kicks off, you get ready to place your bets and lock into your fantasy team. You need to check out the Elias Game Plan app, the ultimate sports betting and fantasy companion for the NFL, NBA, W, or sorry, the MLB that has everything that you need to get a competitive advantage. Plus, the Elias Game Plan is the only sports app for the most trusted name in sports stats, the Elias Sports Bureau, the official statisticians of the U.S. Pro sports leagues, including the NFL. Their app lets you access team and player stats, head-to-head team comparisons, and Elias key game insights from their renowned research team. The app really the app really is your one-stop source for player news, league-validated player stats, and team records, expert game analysis for betting, betting, fantasy lineups each week, and showing off your superior sports knowledge to your friends and co-workers. So to take advantage of it, we have a special offer. Now that the NFL season is here, don't wait. First, download this Elias Game Plan 
game plan app today. And right now, like I mentioned, a special offer. When you subscribe, get a 14-day free trial off your monthly subscription, but only if you use promo code SGPN. Find Elias Game Plan Sports Betting in the App Store or Play Store today and use promo code SGPN. All right, guys, let's kick it off here with our picks. Uh, let's start with um, let's start with our totals. Uh, Malcolm, I'll let you go first here. Uh, you want to go with your total for the Saturday games here first? Yeah. Pretty quickly to me, uh, game is the New York Mets in the Miami Marlins um, for tomorrow, which is a six. Eastern first pitch. Um, for the Mets, and it's Pablo Lopez for the Miami Marlins. Of the total set at seven, which every Miami Marlins game is set at seven. That's it. You see the Marlins. There's a seven next week. It was with these two pitchers. Obviously, they both got a lot of potential. They're both decent pitchers, but they both seem to have been living on the edge recently. They both seem to have been sort of one pitch away, or one mistake away from a blow. Uh, Pablo Lopez has been wobbling. Carrasco had one start recently um, where he got absolutely blown up. So this number to me, they just looked like there was no wiggle room in it. Seven looked like a razor, a knife edge of a line. Um, and it looked like one mistake from either of these two um, and the over is just going to be blown up. So I just thought they were both vulnerable. Um, obviously, like I say, we're aware how good they can be, but they haven't been recently. And I don't think they've got room to make a mistake. So... Um, we know the Miami Marlins don't score many runs, obviously. Um, the Mets are capable, but yeah, I just saw both pitchers were vulnerable, and one mistake will get us over this total. Yeah, so I was happy to take the over seven winner. Yeah, I mean, Pablo Lopez, he struggled against the uh, Mets this season. He's one and two with a nine ERA. He's allowed 13 earned runs and 13 innings pitched against them. Um, last five games, the ERA is above four at home, three and four with a 4.24 ERA. Uh, three out of the last four games have produced eight or more runs in his starts. And you I mean you also talked about with Carlos Carrasco. Um, the, this is a pitcher that I do want to fade on the road because he is five and four with a 4.76 ERA. Does have good success against the Marlins. But number one, that the Marlins aren't facing an offense here that, or sorry, a pitcher here that's not left handed. And um, if you take a look at the last four starts for Carrasco, they produce eight or more runs in um, all four of those starts. Uh, so, yeah, I like it here. I think you're right that you get one mistake here, and it's a possibility that this number gets over the seven. So uh, I like that play here. No, you have any thoughts on that? Um, you're going to hear more from me on this game in a little bit. I like one of these pitchers to blow up just a little bit more than the other. <laughs> all right, so why don't you get us to your total here, Noah? What do you got? For my total, I'm going to start it off hot with uh, an under. Um, it comes in the last game of the night, actually, Atlanta in Seattle. I'm going under seven at minus 115. Seattle has hit their under in six of the last eight games. Uh, Max Fried takes the mound for Atlanta. He's 13 and five, 248 ERA, 149 strikeouts, 28 walks, and 163.1 innings pitched. He has a 258 road ERA and a 172 ERA in his last six games. So he's in very good form. Uh, and then you go at, uh, for Seattle, George Kirby. He's 6-3 and three on the year, 315 ERA, 109 strikeouts, 14 walks, and 105.2 innings pitched. 
He has a home ERA of 343 and 229 ERA in his last six games. I love both of these pitchers. Uh, both are going great lately. Seattle, uh, they're limiting Kirby's pitch count. So if you like the first five number better, when that comes out tomorrow, you have my full endorsement because I'll probably be on that as well. But even still, Atlanta has the fifth best bullpen with a 320 ERA, and Seattle has the eighth best bullpen in the MLB with a 324 ERA. I just think this game's going under seven, guys. Yeah, uh, I was looking at this as well. I, I thought that um, the number well, may have been a tad low, but I mean, Max Fried, we talk about how great he has been for the Atlanta Braves this season. I mean, you know, he's he should be in that conversation for Cy Young. Um, 13 and 5, 2.48 ERA on the road. He's been absolutely outstanding. 6 and 1 with a 2.57 ERA. Last five starts, 3 and 2 with a 2.03 ERA. And I trust George Kirby a lot more at home than I do uh, on the road. Um, at home, he is 1 and 2 with a 3.42 ERA, but he's been absolutely brilliant over his last five games 3 and 0 with a 2.39 ERA. So th- I think that you're right, that this, this game is going to be a game that's going to see runs be at a premium, especially with these two pitchers. Um, I'm really excited about the series. No, I know you and I talked about this on yesterday's pod, but um, yeah. you know, pretty good pitching matchup tonight. You have a pretty, you have a great one here on Saturday. Um, and I think the Sunday game is going to be great here as well. Um, Malcolm, any thoughts on uh, this uh, Kirby and Max Fried matchup on Saturday? This was just one where you intuitively want to go under. Um, the the things that you know about uh, both Fried and Kirby, and I'm pleased Kirby's been going well. We talked him up a lot in the part of the season. So, yeah, the in- instinct would tell you to go under. Um, there's nothing in Noah's handicap at all that would lead you to something else. Obviously, both offences are good. Um, capable of putting some runs up. The Braves are currently in a really tense uh, divisional battle, which we're going to get onto in a little while. But yeah, um, yeah, my instinct would be exactly the same as, as Noah's explained, and, and I would co-sign the uh, the under. All right, all right. Uh, let me get over to my total for the night. I'm going to go with uh, this is a game that Noah's taking on Friday. The total in that uh, D-backs and Rockies game. I'm going to go back to it on. Uh, Saturday for the Saturday games, it's going to be the over in the Diamondbacks and the Colorado Rockies game. I'm currently seeing that number still posted at oh, well, that's for today. Um, I saw that 11 and a half, it's up to 12, and I, I guess I'm on the right side here if that number is moving, but. Madison Bumgarner takes a mound for the Arizona Diamondbacks, and he has just not been very good this season, I think to say the least. Uh, 6 and 13 with a 4.83 ERA. Over his last five games, he's 0 3 with an 8.77 ERA. His last three starts, uh, we've seen runs of 23, 20, and 14 combined in those starts. On the road this season, he's 1 8 with a 5.37 ERA. And then I don't need to tell you guys about Jose Urena because he's just been as bad as Madison Bumgarner over his last five games. At least he, even though he is two and three, he has an 8.88 ERA. Uh, his last start was against the Reds where they lost that game 10 nothing. There was a game in there where they went to Texas or they hosted Texas and they lost that game 16 to four. And at home this season at Coors Field, he's two and four with a 7.36 ERA. So you have two bad pitchers on the mound more than capable offenses here we arizona has been one of those teams in this over the past couple weeks here where they've been absolutely raking um and putting up runs as well so 
I think we see runs being put up in this NL West divisional matchup, so I'm going to take the over 11.5. I still do like it at 12 in this game between uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks and the Colorado Rockies here. No, any thoughts on that one? Um, I'm currently looking up uh, their pitch repertoires, but um, Bumgarner on the road, like you said. Uh, Cutter, 37% of the time, is forcing fastball is going to be able to work. Uh, that's the second most used pitch, but uh, going to his off-speed stuff, his curveball changeup is two most uh, used off-speed pitches there. I'm pulling up Urania because this is a guy that I have faded and taken an over on before because, like you mentioned, he has uh, been pretty bad at Coors Field this year. And, yes, yeah, sinker 54% of the time. So, again, that pitch just loses three inches a drop. Uh, doesn't drop as much in Coors Field with the altitude. So I love another overplay fading Urania here. Uh, Malcolm, any thoughts on that? I love um, Noah's analysis in Coors Field. He always gives the, uh, the pitcher's breakdown of the the different arsenal and what it's going to do in Coors Field. I always look forward to that. Similar to the game Noah just chose, instinct, you look at the pitching matchups, you look at the situation, and how I start handicapping is, what does my instinct tell me? And with that last game, your instinct says under, this one says over, and then I'm looking for something to dissuade me from taking the over. So I couldn't find anything. There was nothing to dissuade you from taking the under in the Freed Kirby matchup. There's nothing to change your mind or to sway my instinct from taking the over in that game, Munaf. So, yeah. Um, it's another team, right, boys? We're in agreement. Must be the uh, <laughs> must be the local air here in the US. There we go. Uh, all right, so that's going to be our totals for the Saturday games. Let me uh, before we get over to our dogs for the night. Let me tell you guys about uh, FUBU TV. If you watch football, you need FUBU TV. FUBU TV gives you complete coverage of college and pro football with NFL Red Zone Plus. Games in 4K at no extra charge. Over 100 channels of live sports and entertainment for a fraction of the price of cable. Watch on all your devices and never miss a game or an episode of your favorite TV shows with the included cloud-based DVR. Plus, there's no contract, no commitment. You can cancel it at any time. Right now, you can try Fubo TV free for seven days and get 15% off your first month. Just go to FuboTV.com slash SGP. That's F-U-B-O-T-V.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by promoguide.us. For all you sports bettors out there, I want to tell you about the best new way to increase your bankroll. It's called promoguide.us. At promoguide.us, you can get the biggest bonuses from all the sports books in this country. We're talking $1,000 risk-free deposits, insane odds boosts, and most importantly, the best analytics in the business, plus tons of free picks as well. Promoguide.us is your guide to betting smart. Once again, that's promoguide.us. Now on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there, and I use it for mine. It's a game-changing product unlike anything else in the industry, and now you can win on Sleeper by playing their new over-under game. Over-unders have been integrated into the fantasy experience, the first sports contest built into the fantasy experience. Not only can you enter a contest via over-under itself, but you can also do so through your fantasy league matchup. For example, if Patrick Mahomes is your starting fantasy quarterback, and not only do you think you're going to win your fantasy matchup, this week, but you're also as confident that you think Patrick Mahomes is going to go over 250 passing yards. And if you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you put in. The main reason we're excited about Over Under on Sleeper is as the only app where I can join my buddies' contest and play together. It's got a built in group chat where I can see and copy my friends' picks with the tap of a button. 
and it's mainly fun to ride it out together. Not only do they have NFL, but they also have college football player props. Stop what you're doing and download Sleeper Now to play their new over-under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. On your mobile device, join our listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com slash SGP, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit of up to $100. Promo code SGP. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. All right, guys, let's get into our dogs for the underdogs for uh, our Saturday games. Uh, Noah, why don't you lead us off here, buddy? Uh, underdog for the day. So I'm going right back to that New York Mets Miami game, taking the run line with the Mets, actually, minus one and a half. The Mets, they are 10 and four this year against Miami, and they have won eight of their 10 games on the run line. It's a, I mean, we already talked about it with Malcolm. Both pitchers are probably not going to have the best day. Um, but I don't think that Pablo Lopez fares well. And just looking at this year, Lopez, he's kind of like a bug. In the Mets, they've kind of been like a Mack truck windshield. Um, and three starts for Lopez against the New York Mets. He has been haunted with 13 runs and 14 innings. good for a 10.73 ERA. Uh, I just think that Lopez is going to get rocked here. Uh, I'm not going to go through like my whole uh, season stats because we already touched on this game with Malcolm, but I like the Mets minus one and a half against the Marlins tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, Carrasco does have pretty good history against uh, the uh, the Marlins here, and I think that this is a spot where, again, they need to get victories. Like Atlanta has knocked on the door, and now they're through the door. They're they're here for that NL East division. So, and again, like I mentioned, he's two and zero this season with a two point two nine ERA against the Miami Marlins. So, and like you mentioned, there eight of the ten victories that have come against the Marlins this season has been. Um, uh, have been by two or more runs, so I, I like this play as well. Um, Mal, uh, you, you're taking the over in this game, so hopefully it turns out to be like a ten nothing victory for the Mets. But what do you think? Yeah, well, it could even be ten six. We take a ten six. Yeah, it's got the. Is it not got the look of something like a, a five three or a six three something about it? Because um, I know Miami scored six yesterday, but that is the outlier. They scored about two runs in about a week before that. Um, so they're not going to get many. We've talked about how vulnerable Carrasco is. And plus the Mets have got a lot to play for as well. Um, they are... Be, they've been hunted by Atlanta. Well, they haven't actually... They haven't completely folded. They've been they've, they've been doing their job as well. And um, they've just been hunted down by a very good team. Um, so, yeah, good, no problem with that at all. Uh, no, I think that the Mets will get it done. But, yeah, something like a 6-3 to three scoreline. Um, and we'll cash everything. All right, let me get to my dog of the night. I'm going to take the Rays money line here against the New York Yankees with Corey Kluber on the mound for the uh, Tampa Bay Rays, and uh, Jameson Tyone takes the mound for the uh, New York Yankees. Um, you know, Corey Kluber has been very ser- serviceable for this Rays team. He's 10-7 and seven on the season. He has an ERA of 4.00. I think the one thing that has really stood out to me about Corey Kluber this season, that he's been absolutely lights out against the New York Yankees this season. Uh, he's already faced them four times. This is going to be his fifth time that he's faced them. <sighs> but despite being Sorry. one and one, he has a 1.08 ERA. He's allowed three earned runs in 25 innings pitched against the New York Yankees. And now we take a look at this Yankees lineup. 
they're missing a lot of key guys, right? We talked about this throughout the week. A lot of their heavy hitters are on the IL. It's pretty much the Aaron Judge show, and has they haven't really gotten much contributions from anybody else. I mean, they did get that grand slam from IKF the other night, but other than that, it's really been the Aaron Judge show. His last start was actually against um, the Yankees, where they did get the two to one victory, did the raise, and that's where Corey Kluber threw seven shutout innings against the New York Yankees and only allowed two hits to that New York Yankees club. Jameson Tyone has been a, a pitcher that was faring very well for this team before the All Star break. But if they could take a look after the All Star break, um, he's two and two with a four point one seven ERA. I know he's been pretty good over his last five starts. Sorry, um, in his last three starts, the Yankees have won all three of their games when he started. But over his last five games, they're just one and two with a three point nine six ERA. He did have one good start against the Tampa Bay Rays earlier this year, where he threw eight shutout innings. But I think this is a spot where I want to back Corey Kluber. And all the injuries that they do have to their lineup in the Yankees, uh, in the batting lineup there, I think the Rays can steal this game here in Yankee Stadium. So I'm going to take the Rays money line here. Uh, Noah, what do you think about that? Yeah, this was one of them that I was looking at as well for a dog. I didn't actually love the slate for dogs. That's why I went with a run line there. Yeah. But uh, Kluber has pitched very, very well against the Yankees. I I loved it as well. So I'm, I don't know if I'm personally going to bet it. But that was my number two for a dog. Yeah. Uh, now, do you have any thoughts on the Rays and Yankees? And then uh, you want to also get into your uh, dog for the day. What price were the Rays moving after? I got it at plus 110. Okay. You said I would, I would like a little bit bigger, maybe a plus 25, plus 130. I probably won't play it. But Cody Club has fought back because he did well early in the season. And then it kind of looked like maybe the same old story, and he flattened out a bit. And actually, he's finished a little bit stronger. And at the moment, you just can't back the Yankees with any confidence. Even in the games they are winning, are kind of falling over the finish line. It's been really um, scrappy, really, from, from the New York Yankees. So, yeah, I probably won't have any action um, on that tomorrow. I might want a little bit of a, of a bigger price. It's, um, it's nothing that I wouldn't... That you would put me off with enough. Um, my dog, I think you off by. So I'm going to go Oakland Athletics and the Chicago White Sox game. Now, I don't know which way to play this. My pick is going to be Oakland either on the money line or possibly as a first five. I think they're about plus 160. But you're laughing already, Noah. No, pick. no, no. What you laughing? He is. I can see him. Yes. Um, yeah. So, it's Adrian Martinez going for Oakland and Lance Lane going for the Chicago White Sox. Now, Lane has been okay recently, but I just don't really trust him and he's not as good on the road. He's got a 470 road ERA. Um, excuse me. Martinez came back in the rotation. This will be his third start back. Um, and he's thrown 11 and one third with only three earned runs over that. He's had a He's had a decent, a decent couple of outings. So we know Oakland aren't very good. Um, we know that you can't really trust the back half of their team, the, the bullpen. Um, so yeah, well, let's limit this, this to the first five. I've, I've, this isn't an original pick for me. I've done this um, quite a lot. Oakland when they take on the Yankees, and then they had another series recently. I can't remember who it was against. Oakland can often find themselves one nothing up. Um, after five and then lose 7-1. And this could be the case tomorrow. 
The White Sox um, battered them yesterday. They were 10 nothing up through about four, I think was the last hour, so while I was stumbling about. Um, so the White Sox have scored their runs for the week. Um, and let's, we'll, Oakland will be leading this one to nothing after five. So uh, that's my, I don't know, you can maybe might be able to tell me what price roughly that'll be first five if the if the money line is about plus 160 Muna. uh let me see if they have it posted yeah. here yet um i mean if it's at a plus 160 i'm i would probably think it's around the same price there for the first five innings okay. as well definitely gonna be a obviously a plus price because they are on drugs for the full game but um yeah i, I don't know i i i think that Lance Lynn did have a bad start against the A's earlier this season, right? When I think that he was where he was scuffing a little bit, but he has been pretty good over his last five games. You know, he has a three and O record with a 1.42 ERA. And the, the area that he has struggled is he, he's one in three with a 4.70 ERA on the road. And obviously Chicago is on the road here. Um, so I think that's one thing that does kind of stick out about Lance Lynn. And uh, like you mentioned, Adrian Martinez, um, he four and three on the season, four point three seven ERA. He has a pretty good home record, where he's two and one with a three point six eight ERA. They've actually won two of his uh, two straight starts when Martinez has started. So, you know, if you're if you're gonna take a dog, I, I think that the Oakland A's are alive. I mean, we've talked about the Nationals. They they've been upsetting that they upset the Mets. They they took I think two out of three from the Cardinals. So, you know, we've talked about this last season, Malcolm. Is that there are dogs that are barking during this time of year. And I think this could be a case where it could possibly happen for the Oakland A's. Um, all right. So where are we at now, Noah? Did you get your dog in as well? Yeah, I called my dog. So we, okay. we're, we've completed the totals in dog. All right. So let's get over to our locks and then we'll get into um, the playoff picture. Um I'll start it off here. I'm going to go with the Phillies uh, run line here, minus one and a half. And I know I just mentioned that the Washington Nationals have been doing real well, or at least uh, if you've been betting them on the, on the money line, um, that they've been doing – they've been upsetting the, the better teams in the National League, right? We saw them beat the Cardinals. We saw them beat the Mets. Uh, but I, I think this is a spot just because they have Ranger Suarez on the mound. Uh, do, do the – the Philadelphia Phillies, who is a left-handed pitcher. You take a look at the numbers, uh, the WRC plus numbers for the Washington Nationals. They're number 21 over the last two weeks in uh, WRC plus against left-handed pitching, right? Team batting average, is, is it goes up to 17, um, and their slugging percentage is at number 21 as well um, against left-handed pitching. When we talk about Ranger Suarez, I mean, uh, last season – he wasn't very good for this Phillies team, but he's really turned around, especially in the second half of the year for the um, for the Philadelphia Phillies. Over his last five games, he doesn't have a decision, but he is two. He has a two point nine six ERA. Um, despite them losing three out of their last four games, when he has started, I think this is a good bounce back spot for him here. Um, you take a look at the other side uh, for the Washington Nationals. Um, did have the pitcher in front of me? Who was it? Uh, Teddy. Yeah, Eric Fetty. And I th- thought that changed in front of me. But, yeah, it was Eric Fetty that I, I handicapped here. And, you know, we again, Fetty was a pitcher last season that we were fading, and he's he's pretty much in fade zone again, 6-9 on the season with a 5.08 ERA over his last three – sorry, last five games, 1-3 with a 5.32 ERA on the uh, 
road this season four and four with a 4.89 era and they've lost three of his last five starts as well and then when they're losing they're losing by margin as well so when you have a left-handed pitcher on the mound with the phillies when you have a um pitcher our team that struggles against left-handed pitching i'm gonna take the phillies here where again they're they're in a funk right now but if they're gonna start winning games if they want to win a, a national league wild card spot so i'm gonna back them here on the saturday uh give me the phillies minus one and a half here noah yeah for me it's we're fading fetty all the way um he had a good start against the mets went six innings only gave up one run in his last start on september 4th but prior to that this guy has been a run machine uh for other teams and like you mentioned they've lost three of the last five and i believe those three losses he got blown up he gave up six to oakland then he gave up uh three and four innings to arizona and eight to atlanta i believe those were the three losses so um i'm right there with you against good teams fetty is just kind of a shell of himself so i really like this run line as well malcolm well, this is my lock as well, Munaf, unfortunately. Okay. We're, um, you've joined me. I've got, I don't know why, I've got Ranger Suarez with three ticks next to his name on my notepad. I don't know what that means. Um, so by my new system that I've just invented, he's got three ticks. He was another one we, who had a really good start of the season and then just plateaued for a little bit, maybe two or three weeks. I thought, oh, no, here we go. And actually, he's come back probably even better in the second half. Um, Washington did me a favour yesterday. Morning baseball. That's the first time in my life I got morning baseball. Um, and Washington did me a favour yesterday. But all of their runs, I think seven of their 11 runs came from the bottom four in the order, um, which is an outlier. That's not going to happen again. It was a lad called Alex Cole, I think, who batted nine. He went four for four. Um, he had all the RBIs. Lovely story. Delighted for him. They're not going to sustain that. Um, as average as the Phillies are, um, they're going to be tomorrow uh, for Washington. So, yeah, Phillies on the road line, minus 135, please. All right. All right. We killed uh, two birds with one stone there, Noah. Why don't you uh, close out with your lock? My lock is actually a lock dog battle with Malcolm. I have right. the White Sox minus one and a half against the Oakland Athletics. Uh, Chicago, they know how much this series means to them. If they want to catch up in this AL Central, they got to take care of business against the lowly A's. They did that on Thursday with a 14-0 win. Uh, you could see a little bit of a letdown here on Friday after that offensive explosion, but I think it's right back to where they began on Saturday. They're 7-3 and three now with, without Tony LaRusso. I'm going to keep saying that and keep backing him too. Elvis Andrews, he started off that 14-0 onslaught with a leadoff home run. He's a former athletic, so I think he's playing well in his old home. Uh, also, Yuan Moncada went back-to-back -back with him to start off that game. It just was not good for the Athletics from the get-go. For the White Sox, Lance Lynn, he's starting here 5-5, five and five, 434 ERA, 14 walks, 91.1 innings pitch. He's getting better with each start in his last four starts. He's only given up one run earned, and he's had at least six strikeouts. In his last three starts, he's had at least eight strikeouts. He had eight strikeouts against the Orioles, eight strikeouts against the Royals, and 11 against the Mariners. Now, those last four starts, like I mentioned, O's, Royals, Mariners, and then also Guardians was the fourth start. He had seven strikeouts against them, all four offenses. Uh, they are on the weaker side of the MLB, but they are much better than this. The athletics offense, um, and starting for Oakland is Adrian Martinez. No, not the Nebraska transfer quarterback playing for Kansas State. 
Although, go ahead and take K-State minus 7.5 on win bet against Missouri because they'll run all over Missouri. But the MLB pitcher, Adrian Martinez, he's 4-3, 437 ERA, 29 strikeouts, 11 walks, and 35 innings pitched. He's a slot starter here for the A's, making his third start consecutively. Uh, earlier in the season, he just did not have a good stretch, sent him back down to the minors, figured something out. He's been going well but this White Sox lineup. Goes right there with uh, the Yankees, who he faced last. Uh, just the Yankees have not been in a good shape. Uh, a lot of injuries over there. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But I expect this White Sox lineup to pounce all over the rookie uh, and the MLB's eighth-worst bullpen with a 428 ERA. A little head-to-head on the uh, MLB Gambling Podcast Network here. So, uh, Mal- Mal's always been the contrarian. Because I've got, I've got open first five, so... Yeah. I'll cash okay. that, and then the White Sox can do what they like after that. No problem. <laughs> All right. So hopefully we can uh, we can get that uh, in for perfect uh, scenario for would be like a two zero after five, oh, and then the White Sox jump on the bullpen. There we go. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. All right. Before we get into our uh, playoff discussion, let me tell you guys about our newest sponsor on the uh, SGPN network, and that's going to be Run Your Pool. Run Your Pool is a home of competition, bringing sports fans and their social circles together to compete, connect, and make every game matter more. Run Your Pool offers every game type under the sun, from pick 'em and Survivor to fantasy pools. It's a one-stop shop for the sports gaming with customizable features that don't you don't get anywhere else. We've teamed up with Run Your Pool to host a pool for our official SGPN NFL Survivor contest. There's still time to hop in, so hop in now to reserve your spot. Five hundred dollars cash plus a two hundred fifty dollars gift certificate to the SGPN store. Sign up today over at play.runyourpool.com slash SGPN. That's play.runyourpool.com slash SGPN. And we're also brought to you by Odds Trader. What is Odds Trader? Odds Trader is a place to compare odds from all major sports books. You can also compare the different sign-up codes and promotions from sports books to get the best deal. The app also provides player statistics, key game stats, injury reports, and projected game day weather for bettors to make the most informed bets possible. It also has a bet tracker so bettors can keep records of all your games and betting activity. So take advantage of this. All you got to do is go to oddstrader.com slash bluewire. That's oddstrader.com slash blue wire. Oddstrader, the number one site for all your game day bets. All right, we'll, we'll um, quickly kind of get you guys up to date on what's going on in the playoff picture here. Um, try to keep it brief here, but Noah, why don't you lead us off here? I know you took some notes down about what's going on uh, around MLB, at least standings-wise for the playoff push. So what do you got for us? Yeah, I've been antsy to just kind of try to talk about this on the podcast and maybe get some of our takes on video form here for the rest of the season. Um, At all-star break, I think we had one of our best calls of the season with the Cardinals. We took the over 86 and a half wins. They are now projected to win 96 games. They lead the NL central by eight games. So that is uh, off the board. They're currently minus 1000. I don't know if that's a great uh, discussion. The Milwaukee Brewers just kind of gave that one up. Um, AL West, Houston leads by 11 games over Seattle. Munoff was actually the only one that faded his Astros in the preseason, taking Seattle to win the division. And then in the NL West, the Dodgers lead by 19 games, and all four of us had the Dodgers in the preseason. Any words uh, on those three divisions that kind of seem locked up? Locked up 
No, I mean, like you mentioned, we, we, we talked about this uh, at the trade deadline uh, with the Cardinals. You took the over 86, 86 and a half, whatever you were able to get. They ran away with the division. It was pretty much the conversation that they had one of the easiest schedule remaining uh, in the uh, uh, entire MLB, and it just made sense. And then, you know, also the Milwaukee Brewers had one of the more tougher divisions or sorry, schedules left. So, um, and we knew how good the Dodgers were going to be this season. They pretty much locked that up. I don't know how long ago Astros are in control of the AL uh, West, like you mentioned. Seattle's been doing really good. Uh, they're in control of that uh, AL wild card, but yeah, not much else for me here. Malcolm, you have anything to add? No, just uh, how nice the pick that Cardinals pick was, because I know sometimes right, sometimes wrong, always confident, but we we nailed that. And occasionally, um, it just it's a good feeling when you get something so right um, that that. Kind of within ten days, they'd gone from second favourites to like minus six or seven hundred favourites. It, it turned around yeah. really quickly, and we had the 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 previous season. They went on that run in the second half. I think it was seventeen. So we we handicapped that really really well, uh, and it's panned out really nicely. So yeah, the other two were pretty straightforward, I think. Uh, but that cards pick, especially so, so deep into the season, um, we got some plus money there. Yeah, that we did well there, boys. Yeah. Um, I guess a little nugget here is the Milwaukee Brewers are three games out of uh, the sixth spot for the wild card. They have the seventh spot locked up. Right now they're three games ahead of the Giants. They have 20 home games in 26 remaining games. So a nice little nugget there for the Brewers. But their next three series are against the uh, two New York teams and the Cardinals. So a little rough there. Um, let's let's jump into this because uh, – the, the Yankees seem to be the talk of the town. Uh, the AL East is interesting. Uh, in the preseason, Malcolm was the only one who had the Yankees winning the AL East. Uh, then Munoff and Dylan were both on the Blue Jays. They're currently plus 1,300 to win this division. And I had the Rays in the preseason at plus 1,000. The Yankees lead the division uh, over the Rays by four and a half games. They play this weekend, which is going to be really interesting. And then the Blue Jays by six games. The Yankees have the easiest remaining schedule of the divisional foes with the 14th easiest uh, schedule in the league left in September. But looking at their schedule, uh, the games that identify as the easiest games for them to win, the three worst teams, I guess you could say, that they play in September, they're two games against the Pirates, four games against the Rangers, and then six against their divisional rival and one of the best rivalries in all of sports against the Red Sox. Um, can we guarantee that the Yankees win four or five of those six games against the Red Sox there? Uh, I'm not sure. Like with the injuries that they are having yeah, and the guys that are out, um, I don't know. It, it seems like this offense has kind of obviously taken a step back when you're missing those type of players. But uh, it, it's going to get interesting, right? The, we, we, the Rays never give up. This is a huge series this weekend for this team. Uh, or for both of these teams for that AL East uh, division. Talk about Toronto. Uh, Toronto, they just had their, their inconsistencies have been there all season long um, with injuries, with guys being obviously in and out of the lineup and, and just finding consistent play. You know, you have times where the pitching is doing well, the hitters are not doing very well, and then you have the hitters that's doing well, but the pitching has just been atrocious for them. So, I think it's just going to be a two-horse race between the Yankees and the Rays, and I think this this weekend might be a a huge factor, obviously, in that 
in that AL East division, you know, race for the t- for the division title. Um, if the Rays are able to get two out of three from the Yankees, hey, look out! This is going to be an open race. But um, and again, always the Red Sox give the Yankees a run for their money. So again, this is going to be a fun race to keep an eye out for as we kind of wind down the season here, Malcolm. Yeah, absolutely. I'm obviously going to stick with the Yankees. I know they've um, had hard times recently. I just don't think the Tampa Rays are that good. That would be it. Um, obviously, if you ask me again on Monday um, after this series, I'll know a little bit more. We'll all know a little bit more. But I just don't know if the Rays can chase them down, um, even if the Yankees kind of go 500. Um, the Rays are so reliant on their home record. They're actually... Be- below 500 team the 30 and 34 on the road tampa bay do you know do you know off the top of your head what tampa bay schedule is in terms of home and road splits at all yeah i can i can grab that um because if it's anywhere near 500 they need a, a run in like the brewers um and then then you could give them a chance but i just i just don't really buy the race they're okay but that's all they are So they have a crazy road trip here. They have eight games straight on the road against the Yankees and the Blue Jays. And they go back home for six, ten games. And they finish on the road for nine straight again. So they have eight games in a row on the road. They come back home for ten. And they go back on the road for nine. Um, not a very great ending of the schedule there for the Rays. And the points I was going to make after you guys here is we go back to the injuries. And Munaf touched on it a little bit, but I just wanted to kind of read off the names here for the Yankees and make the Yankees fans know that, like, this is a good squad. It's just, you know, bare bones at this point. Uh, Chad Green, Tommy John surgery, he's out for the season. Michael King, fractured right elbow. He is out for the season. Matt Carpenter, he's currently on the 10-day IL. Um, He's expected to come back at the end of September. Then we go on the Luis Seferino. He's on the 60-day IL, expected to come back in the middle of September. Luis Heal, he's going to miss the entire 2020 season. Tommy John surgery. Zach Britton, Tommy John surgery. Uh, Expected to make his season debut in middle of September. Aroldis Chapman. 15-day IL. He has an infection in his left leg. Um, he might be a guy that the Yankees fans are excited to see not on the roster right now. Harrison Bader, I mean, they tr- they acquired him, and he was on the IL. He's not expected to come back until the middle of September. Andrew Benintendi, he is on the IL with inflammation in his right wrist. Uh, expected to come back next week. Anthony Rizzo, 10-day IL with migraines. Um, there's no timetable for return. Josh Donaldson, he's been on paternity leave, like we've mentioned a few times. DJ LeMayhew, 10-day IL, inflammation in his right big toe. He's not expected to be active until the end of September. John Carlos Stanton, he's out. He's got a foot injury. He fouled the ball off his foot, I believe, on Friday. Um so he's been out for a little bit here. And then Jose Trevino, he's just landed on the IL as I'm looking at this right now. Paternity leave. So this lineup is bare bones. And then you also have the Tampa Bay Rays, who are kind of wounded as well in this race. Wander and Franco, they're expecting back this weekend for this Rays-Yankees series. Then you got Shane McClanahan who's on the IL. They're not expecting him back till the end of September. 
Shane Baz mid-September, and then Tyler Glasnow. They're gearing him up for the postseason. So uh, I just think that this is going to be tough for the Yankees to lose this division. I'm right there with Malcolm. I, I have the Rays as my preseason pick, but the Rays uh, – they, I don't know if they have enough to make this comeback. They have the second hardest schedule remaining in the MLB, and the Blue Jays have the fifth hardest schedule remaining in the MLB, and they play each other nine game, nine times in this 26-game uh, stretch here at the end of the season. So I think I'm on the Yankees just to close it out here. Yeah, I mean, I think that if they get their guys back, obviously, I mean, you just it seems like half of their roster is going to be missing, you know, over this past or since September started and at least till mid-September. So, I mean, if they're able to get their guys back and they're able to, you know, stay healthy and just kind of get it back together, it's a it's a great possibility that, you know, they can make a run. But again, the health is a big question with this team. I mean, you mentioned four or five names that are everyday guys. Uh, in their lineup, so it'd be interesting to see how they kind of turn around here. But for the, especially for the Rays, who I think there's more concern when you're missing guys in your pitching rotation versus everyday guys. But I think because they really pride themselves on on their pitching, right? We've talked about that a lot on this podcast going back to last season. And then you talk about the Blue Jays. I mean, I just don't think there's enough for them, or I think they're a little too far behind for them to you know catch up in this division. So again, I think that this weekend is going to tell us a lot about this AL East division. And I think that, you know, we'll, we'll just kind of have to take it week by week. And, and well, I think we'll have more about more discussions about this playoff picture as well. Yeah. Malcolm, Yankees, any final words? Uh-oh. We got a buffoon alert. He's on mute. <laughs> God damn it. Um, I've, I've done it. No, I'm using the trade. Um, just the... That little road trip for the Rays at the end, I think, kind of nailing the coffin, really, on that handicap. I think they're, they're below 500 road team, and you've got two big road trips left. So, yeah, final yeah. nail, done. All right, and then this one's getting interesting because the Mets fans are in absolute panic mode right now. Uh, all three of you guys had the Mets in the preseason to win this division. I was the only one on the Braves. Uh, currently, the Mets are minus 225. The Braves are plus 185. The Mets lead by half game over the Braves. The New York Mets, they hold the easiest schedule remaining for any MLB team. Uh, with 18 games total, there's five games against the Marlins, four games against the Pirates, three games against the Nationals, Athletics, and Cubs. The Braves have the second easiest schedule left in the NL East. Uh, they have six games against the Nationals, uh, three against the Marlins, and three against the Giants. The Mets expect Tyler McGill back in mid-September, Brett Beatty at the end of September, Scherzer's on the 15-day IL, uh, Starling Marte partially fractured his finger. He's questionable for this weekend, expected back for next weekend. And then we have Atlanta. Ozzy Albies is expected to make his return in mid-September. The Braves, they have the best record in baseball since June 1st with 63-24. and 24. They are healthy and they're rolling. I like them at plus one eighty five to steal this division away from the Mets. I think the one thing that does give me concern is that the Met, I think the Mets are going to win this division just because they do have the easiest schedule remaining. Six of their twenty four games left are against the Braves, three games there, and then against the Brewers, three games there. But the rest of their games, like you mentioned, three against the Nationals, three against the A's, four against the Pirates, five against the Marlins, and three against the Cubs. So I think they're, if they're able to take care of business against those teams, they should run away with this NL East division. 
Um, and then you take a like you take a look at the Atlanta Braves. Uh, they do have an easier schedule, but not as easy as the Mets. Three against the Mets. Three against like this weekend against the Mariners, and they have seven games left, left against the Phillies. So. I don't know. I think that eventually that this team, the Mets are going to find their form again. I'm still going to be a believer in this Mets team to take this division. Hopefully Jacob Dragon is able to stay healthy. You get Max Scherzer back fairly soon here. Um, and again, we know what this offensive or this uh, lineup is capable of. So I'm going to stick with the Mets here to, uh, you know, just, uh, just, uh, just to based on their remaining schedule is what the difference is for me. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, I think the Mets will hang on for a couple of reasons. I don't actually think they've been bad. They haven't let the Braves back in. The Braves have got themselves back in with those numbers that you just mentioned. Um, I do think that, as Moondaf says, that strength of schedule is all it is. Um, at some point, the Mets are going to put it together a little bit. They're going to put a little... If they put a little three or four um, win run together and the Braves just drop off a couple. Just psychologically, I just think the Braves might just... They're not going to call it off, but it's been a... It's been a Brave, uh, no pun intended. And they have gone on a great run, but I think the Mets have got enough. The Mets haven't done an awful lot, wrong, and they have got enough. The, those... The games against the Pirates, the A's, the Nationals that you've talked about, uh, that's enough for, for the Mets to get it done. Um, I do like the... I like the bullpen. All sides of the ball, they're okay. They've taken little knocks on all sides, but there's nothing really egregious, egregiously wrong with them. So, yeah, they'll be all right. They'll get it done. Sounds good. Well, anything else, Noah? No, I I think I covered most of what I wanted there. And then we have one chaotic division left. It's the worst division in baseball, but it is anybody's division right now at this point. Uh, in the preseason, all four of us were on the White Sox, who are currently plus 245. The Guardians, minus 110, lead this division by a game and a half over both the Twins, plus two, 275, and the White Sox, plus 245. Cleveland and Minnesota still have to play each other eight times uh, to end the season. The Guardians lead the season series 6-5, to five, but in all six of their wins, They've won the game in their last at bat. So whether that has come in the top of the ninth and then they go out and close it out or they walk it off in the bottom of the ninth or if they win it in extras, they've won all six of those games in their last at bats. The Twins, they also have to play the White Sox six times to end the year. The Twins lead that series seven to six this season. And lastly, Cleveland and Chicago play each other four times this season. All three teams are in the top eight for the easiest MLB schedules remaining. The White Sox had the fourth easiest with six games against Detroit, three against the Athletics, two against the Rockies. The Twins have the fifth easiest schedule in the MLB remaining, six against the Royals, three against the Tigers, three against the Angels. The Guardians have the eighth easiest schedule remaining, six against the Royals, three against the Rangers, three against the Angels. What do we what do we make out of that mess? <laughs> <laughs> it's just going to come down to those head-to-head matchups at the end of the day. Like, yeah. you mean the Twins, you know, they all play each other, uh, like you mentioned there. Like, I, I think Minnesota has, I think, the tougher road where they have to face the Guardians eight times still. They play the White Sox six more times. And same thing with the White Sox, right? Four against the Guardians, six against the Twins. And same, and then, then again, same thing with uh, the uh, Cleveland Guardians as well. So I think whoever wins those head-to-head matchups, um, and comes out on top, I think that's really what's going to make the difference for me. Yeah, this is it, this is too close for me to call. I'm not good enough. It's just for I'm just going to enjoy the sport. Um, 
Are we officially ruling the Tigers out, Nora, at this point? <laughs> Again, like like we said last week, Moon, after they've won one in a row, let's not uh, let's not be too. You just, hasty you just have to take your digs at the Tigers whenever you can. I yeah, locked well, them at the in the preseason, so it's just my fault. Well, oh, dude. I was too high on them. Oh, oh, man. Pick there. Yeah, I'm just going to enjoy this unfolding. In a way, I don't really want the White Sox to win. I don't know why. I think um, I've no, I have no dog in the fight at all. I've no, I've, uh, I've got no tickets on them. Although we did pick them preseason. I just, I think it'd be just a bit more fun if somebody. Um, I think the, I'm kind of rooting for Cleveland just because they really got banned in the preseason. People were saying they were in a complete teardown actually, and I think we talked about it in the preseason pod. We we're expecting. Ramirez to leave, um, and they just haven't been. So, yeah, the Cleveland's hanging on. Um, I'd quite like to see that, but yeah, I'm not good enough to choose which one of them is going to get there. I'll just, I'll just enjoy the journey. Malcolm just hates that I have money on the White Sox when we talked about it at seven. To oh, do you? Just, yeah. Oh, well, that's an extra reason to root against them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll, say this. I'll say this. Yeah, I think we got in at the right time on the White Sox. They have the most talent left in these top three teams in this division. Seven to one was definitely the price to jump on it. Currently two two forty five. I still like it at plus money. Only a game and a half back. Um, I think they have, like I mentioned, the most talent left in this division. Cleveland, they have two starting pitchers that are out currently. Zach Plesac, who's on the 15-day IL, he punched the ground. So he fractured his he fractured a knuckle in his hand. So he's on the 15-day IL. And then uh, Aaron Savali, 15-day IL as well. He's got inflammation in his right forearm. Uh, that one, they're not expecting him till late uh, September. The injuries that the White Sox have, uh, both guys are uh, going to be back here soon. Tim Anderson, uh, 10-day IL, he's got a band tear in his middle finger. So they're expecting him in the middle or late September as well. Luis Robert, uh, he's the other big name on the IL here currently for the White Sox. He's missed two games in a row with a left-hand bruise. Um, the team that's interesting here with all of the injuries that is kind of like the Twins for the AL Central is the Minnesota Twins. You look at it. They have Bailey Ober, one of their starting pitchers. He's uh, on the 60-day IL. They're expecting him somewhat in September. Miguel Sano, I think this one was just kind of a phantom IL move. Byron Buxton with his hip. That, I think he has the biggest impact out of any player in the MLB for his team. This offense revolves around Buxton. He's on the 10-day IL due, a right, due to a right hip strain. If he comes back, I think twins are a different animal uh alex kirilov uh he's been on the il with a wrist injury uh that's a season ending one randy dobnak another one of their starters uh he's expected somewhat back in middle of september late september jorge polanco here on the 10-day il uh with a knee issue uh just a like a inflammation bruise type injury tyler malley on the 15th il inflamed right shoulder uh expected at the end of september trevor larnick He's sidelined until the end of September with like an abdominal abdominal issue. And Max Kepler, the center fielder, is out with a hip injury as well. That is a ton of injuries. And I feel like if they could get some of these guys back in the middle of September for this race, it makes them interesting as well. But I think I'm on the White Sox. Yeah, I'm going to ride it out with the White Sox here. I, I think they, they get the job done. I, like you mentioned, I think they just have the most, most talented team, and the pitching is finally starting to come back around uh, for that uh, for that team as well. Anything else, Noah? No, that, that ends it for me. I just think we got three exciting 
little races here going on and a lot of tickets that will be cashing soon. A lot of these win totals are nearing their climax. So I'm excited to get to some of these graphics that we made for Malcolm's back in uh, August, but uh, he, he had that big early cash and we're going to have a few more here coming up soon. Yep. All right. So that's going to do it for this episode of the MLB gambling podcast, the million dollar question, Malcolm, what do you have going on for the rest of the day and the weekend? <laughs> I am going to bet till my feet bleed. That's what I'm going to do for the rest of the day. Um, I think Terrell is down in the sports book waiting for me right now. Um, so, yeah, we'll play some ponies, watch some baseball um, until all the other faces surface. I don't know, Frank, you're quite, um, there's not as much sport tonight. There's, obviously, tomorrow's going to be college, which I don't know anything about, but I'm looking forward to getting stuck in because everyone, that's all everyone talked about last night was college. And then Sunday is NFL day. But I don't think there's an awful lot tonight. There's a couple of, um, college games Terrell's given me a parlay for. So, yeah, yeah, maybe we might do something that's not sports betting related. Maybe something crazy, I don't know, uh, something sociable. But, um, yeah, looking forward to whatever happens. There we go. Uh, no, anything else before we get out of here? No, I guess, Malcolm, if you're going to do something tonight, I, I'm sure Terrell's on these two. I think I was watching the, their episode and he was on it. He had uh, UCF and Boise State are actually like my two favorite bets this weekend. And they're both that tonight. What right? I have, that's games. what you sent me this morning as well. Yeah, but I pressed him for two picks. That's what he gave me. Yeah, so I'm on those uh, for tonight. And then tomorrow, uh, just going to be an interesting full day slate. A lot of, like, a lot of ugly lines. Ugly so line. I really don't have much to give out for college football. They're all 20-point, 30-point, 50-point lines. So it's kind of kind of ugly. Uh, Malka or Munaf, um, NFL, do you have anything that you really like for week one? Um, I did lock up the over 52 in the Chargers and Raiders game on the NFL gambling podcast. I think there we'll see a lot of points in that game. Um, kind of Homer pick, but I think the Texans cover the spread here. I, I know we've talked about a lot how the Colts struggle in week one. I think that's going to continue with uh, this game against the Texans last year. Texans uh, upset the uh, Jaguars when they came into town. So, uh, I think they get the job done, or at least cover the spread. So uh, those are two picks, at least I'm looking at for NFL Week One. Malcolm, you were on SGP with the guys. Uh, did they give you, or do you have any uh, of your favorite NFL picks? Well, everything I know about NFL betting, I actually learned from them. So I take all my leads from them anyway. I'm getting a little bit better, but um, when the Danish kid um, gave me a lift on Wednesday, they wouldn't accept any money off me. So I gave. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you a tip. Um, and I gave them the Panthers, um, so they're gonna. They weren't big NFL fans, but they were gonna plow into the Panthers on Sunday. Um, so hopefully they'll win because I've got a feeling. I think we're on the same flight back on Tuesday. So if the Panthers really? get turned over, I'm gonna have to go in disguise on the way home. <laughs> That's awesome. They wouldn't take any money from you. Absolutely not. No, they're wow. three nicest kids in the world. <laughs> All right. All right, so that's going to do it for this episode of the MLB Gambling Podcast. A lot of action happening this weekend, so bet responsibly. Malcolm, have a great time. We will talk to you very, very soon. Till then. Thank you very much, Sean. Yes, sir. Till then, good luck with your bets. Let's break these books off and let it ride. Bye.